magic number yeah it is it's the magic number somewhere in that ancient mystic trinity you'll get three it's the magic number welcome to self-proclaimed intellectual you've just got a smile Welcome to Self-Proclaimed Intellectuals. I'm Adam Dreher. And I'm Travis Lane. Bam. Two episodes in a row. Mm, we are so consistent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Travis, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you could name anything after you, what would it be? Oh, man. Uh, um, how about a star? That's... Super lame. It is super lame. Because can't you do that? You can get online and like buy. You can name. Yeah, but it's it's totally not legit too. By the way. Oh really? Audience, audience, don't go do that because (laughs) it's totally fake. (laughs) That's too bad. Yeah, but what if you you know what if it appeared to be a star and it was actually a galaxy? Mm. I'd feel like you were like you know getting you could tell you yeah high bang for your buck you know. Is that come on? Give me something real. What do you want named after you? I don't know. I guess uh, I'm not really an academic, but uh, you know, some sort of some sort of theorem, or you know, like yeah. Kane, Keynesian economics. Something that sticks around, like l- something the that lane, sticks around for a long time. The yeah. lane theory of economics. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. You know what I'd name after me? It's gonna be something bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I was hoping during a time when I said, <laughs> you, you know, what, I would think of something, but I haven't. I would say an ocean. <laughs> an ocean on this planet? Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm going to discover the next ocean that we haven't found. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> there's not much that we could discover. I mean, I would imagine there's things underneath the the ocean that we haven't quite discovered yet. A lot yeah. of things yet. Yeah. But not much else could we could just name after myself on a physical sense. Yeah. Maybe a dog. There you go. <laughs> Just name your dog Adam and then confuse your wife and kids every day. <laughs> That's actually a pretty fun idea. There you go. Might do that. Well, we're gonna talk about two numbers today that have that are named after people. Yeah. I I good for them. I wouldn't want a number <laughs> named after me. One's it's a, like, one's an actual number, one's more of a thought. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like once you've got a number named after you, you have given up social status for this, you know. <laughs> so, today kids, you know, your first problem is 15 plus 23 and your next problem is 24 plus Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 35. There you go. <laughs> Apparently Adam is 11. You are equal to 11. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, 11's a cool number, you know. Actually, I hate 11. Why? But that This is is it foreshadowing? Maybe. Yeah, this will come up in one of our podcasts. Yes, because hate, it doesn't make sense, the name. I hate 11. 11 and 12, man. <laughs> Get them out of here. Yeah. I'm seriously considering uh, teaching my, my son to say 10-1 and 10-2. I, I read I read that what you what you wrote, and I thought, I'm I'm changed now. I teach this next year. I mean, which I talked to another teacher, and she said, they, they we definitely go over it. And try to explain it like that, right? As a base, mm-hmm. and then go back to it. But, anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Fair enough. Coming, coming on a future episode. <laughs> coming up. Why eleven is hindering America's progress in mathematics? Why, why eleven is the reason why we view Asians as smarter in mm-hmm. math? And seven, seven, seven too. Right? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the company Seven Eleven, they're it's the just, worst. <laughs> terrible. We will, the downfall of America. I will not go to a Seven Eleven in Wichita again. I'm really happy for. Everyone except 7-Eleven. Well, I don't think there is a 7-Eleven. I there? don't even know. I don't think there is. Bad marketing, 7-Eleven. <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> so what are the two numbers we have today? We have Graham's number and mm. Dunbar's number. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Graham. So, so Graham's number is... Uh, Guys, just stick with us on this one. I know you may not think numbers are interesting, but... It really is. <laughs> of course, then again, These you know, good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a nerd. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Graham's number is big. So big that it's not like, you know, I wish I had this many dollars. It's so big that it makes you question reality. Okay, so this is what's frustrating. This is what was funny to me because when I really started looking into this, like, number one, one of the articles, I don't know if it's this one or not, but one of the articles we read said, when I talk about Graham's number, I just round it up to infinity. (laughs) 
pretty close. Because it's pretty, it's close enough. Uh-huh. For I, all intents and purposes, that's how big it is. sure. And then like, you know, there was, there was another part of it was like, if you subtract 10 to the, you know, millionth from Graham's number, it's pretty much still the same number. Because mm-hmm. you, you didn't even make a dent in it. Yep. And then what's the other one that, um, if you were to write out, um, the number, there aren't enough atoms on the planet. Oh, there isn't enough space in the observable universe, universe to write that number out to write as small zeros. as you can. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that big. I'm just like, what? How do you even know it's that big? Yeah. You know? And what does it mean? <laughs> Why? Why is it a it's, thing? It's apparently just an, ins- an unimaginably large number. Yes. So shall we go into grams or shall we introduce uh, Dunbar's? What? No, we'll go into grams. But like, let's what, attack grams. Okay, like what? Like I wonder what the point is. What number that once you get past it, you name it after people? Because it's not <laughs> like we said. It's not like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Tom, you know, eighteen. You know, it's so. At what point is a number big enough that we don't, we don't have a number for it anymore? We'll just name sure, it. Sure, sure. There's a lot of numbers that are named after people, and we'll we'll touch on some of those too. Is it a guy? No, it's not a guy. It's not a guy. But Avogadro's number is yeah. a guy. I know. What's that? It's uh, the number of what is it? Moles in it's chemistry what? something. It's the number of atoms in a gram of I don't know. I'd have to look. I have it here in my notes. Huh. <laughs> something. Uh, avocado's number. Avocado's number. That is correct. <laughs> Avogadro's number. Uh, How many avocados it takes to make guacamole? Let's, let's see. 6.0 times 10 to the 23rd is a mole, uh, and the number of hydrogen atoms in a gram of hydrogen. There you go. I didn't realize this was like six pages. Dude, this thing is amazing. <laughs> All right, so what is Graham's number? <coughs> it's a big number. Graham's number is denoted as G sub 64. That's okay. not that big. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> so really, <laughs> what we're going to discuss is... Uh, how you get to numbers that are ridiculously huge? Yeah. Because it, you don't even you don't even have the tools to do it right now. Like yes. if you were to, you know, if you were to list a really big number, what would you say? You might say something like a quadrillion. You know, a quadrillion to the quadrillionth power. Yeah. And you'd be like, man, I am all <laughs> over this. I got so many big numbers. <laughs> so you used exponentiation. Yes. But that's not even close. No, yeah, to, didn't touch it. To yeah. Graham's number. All right. Which this is what, and maybe you can explain, and maybe you'll get into this in here, but I want to throw it out there so you know it is a question. Like, I don't, and, well, said, I can't understand how we can, we can know of a number that is too big to comprehend. On, I, but I guess on the other hand, like, you know, people a long time ago, they knew there was a sun, mm-hmm. but they couldn't comprehend what it was. Right. So I guess I can kind of understand it, but I just, we can't write the number out. We don't know the whole number. Mm-hmm. How can it be? How can we know it? How can we use it if it's just not even comprehensible about writing it out? We'll get there. So let's <laughs> uh, let's start with some numbers that we can be familiar with. And that wasn't just like something to put in there for you guys to be like, oh, that's a good question. Like I, I seriously don't know. I started researching this. I watched like five videos and read all stuff. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What I don't here. get it, and I just stopped. <laughs> so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna learn from this. I hope. Perfect. Okay. All right, so what we're going to do here is we're going to use this article uh, from the website Wait But Why. It's called From One Million to Graham's Number by Tim Urban. Uh, not Keith Urban. Yeah. Because that would, be, that would be really boring. Let's do this in the country accent. We'll, we'll call this the Urban <laughs> Number Podcast. Uh, so 10 to the 6th, everybody's pretty familiar with a million. You yeah. can comprehend a million. There are lots of people that have a million dollars. Or a million whatever. Friends. Or That's right. We don't want a million dollars, just a million friends. That guy died. No way. Yeah, I'm serious. Nobody's going to know that unless they're in Wichita, right? Mm, Wichita Who locals. Who's that for? Uh, I don't remember. It was some jeweler. Jewel. Yeah, yeah, and the, the owner of that shop died. That's sad. It's sad times. So a million. Okay, everyone's pretty familiar with a million. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, Which, I'm going to stop there. I'm, I'm just going to stop you all over the place. Not all over the place, just here because I don't know anything past a million. But even when you get to a million... It starts getting crazy. Like I, I do an experiment every year where I ask the kids how long would it take you to count to a million. Right. And so we time ourselves. And I might have even talked about this before. We time ourselves. We count from one to one hundred. We time it, and we just start multiplying it out. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous amount of time. Mm-hmm. And if you calculate it, how how long would it take you to count to a billion? It's been in the next. If you it's like count thirty constantly, years, yeah. no breaks. Yeah, it's gonna take like thirty years. Mm-hmm. Most people don't understand how that a million and a billion. That's a big number. 
we hear that so much in financial world and, right. and debt and stuff like that. It's just it, we we gloss over how big, insanely big that actually is. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so at this point, we're talking about a million, and we're yep. using exponents to do it. So a million is equal to ten to the sixth power. Yeah. Which means you multiply ten <clears throat> times ten times ten times ten ten ten. Yes. So ten times itself six times. Six times. Ten to the seventh. Ten to the seventh is ten million. That is the number, according to the article. That's in this example, we're just hitting the article here. Number of steps it would take you to walk around the earth. Okay, a hundred million, ten to the eighth. So we're going up by one power of ten each time. Okay. That's the number of books ever published in human history. You know, it's in the range, so one hundred thirty million. Uh, and at the top of that range, the estimated number of words a human speaks in a lifetime. So eight hundred sixty million. Also. The range uh, of the odds of winning the big lotteries. And I love the way he puts it, so I'm just going to read it directly. A recent Mega Millions lottery had a 1 in 175,711,536 odds of winning. To put those chances in perspective, Mm -hmm. Adam, that's about the number of seconds in six years. So it's like knowing a hedgehog will sneeze once and only once in the next six years and putting your hard-earned money down on one particular Uh second. (laughs) Let's say the 36th second of 2.52 a.m. on March 19th, 2017. And only winning if that one sneeze happens exactly at that second. So <laughs> don't buy a lottery ticket. But that's still, that's still just, that, that goes back to the whole emotion thing we've talked about. Because, like, you just... The payoff is huge yeah, for you, that I one mean, sneeze. The, recently, that Roy Big, I don't know if anybody won it or if it's still there, I went and bought a ticket because I was like, man, there's that one chance. And I just... And you know, the other funny thing is, I, I daydream. I wouldn't say a lot, but I'd say at least weekly that, um, like, what if I do if I win the lottery? Yeah. Like, you know, I thought about the places I'd give the money, all this kind of stuff. But I, I, I daydream about something that would happen, but I don't ever buy a lottery. I, I just bought one the other day and I didn't win. <laughs> but I don't ever buy lottery tickets. So, like, there's, there's no chance of me winning. Maybe someday, Adam, <laughs> the hedgehog will sneeze for you. Good. Great. All right. <laughs> 10 to the ninth, which is one billion dollars um here we have the number of seconds in a century there's about three billion and the number of living humans 7.125 billion people okay so Hmm. these are still numbers that we're pretty comfortable and familiar with but we're gonna start getting out of things that we recognize and this is just by going up by a single power of 10 okay okay uh so let's jump down to uh 10 to the 20th, which is 100 quintillion, is the number of meter-long steps it would take you to walk across the entire Milky Way galaxy. Okay, pretty big. And the Planck volume, which is the smallest volume scientists talk about, so small that you could fit 100 quintillion of them in a proton. Wow. Okay, subatomic particle, you could fit 100 quintillion of them in a single proton. And I'm not and I'm not saying this as if I do have a solid grasp of it, but I feel this is even getting out of the grasp of people because I don't think people understand how big the Milky Way is. Right. You know, we did a we do a an art you know, a thing every year on the, the Hubble the Hubble deep field. Space is huge, man. It's ridiculous the scale. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. So and keep that in mind because we'll use the Planck volume later. Okay. So the Planck volume is so small that a hundred quintillion of them fit in a proton. Yeah, and protons okay. are small. They're very yes, yeah. yes. They're they're like the size of a Prius. All right, I want to do the the ten to the tw- the ten to the twenty first power just because it's a sextillion. Hmm, <laughs> sextillion. <laughs> Number of times you never mind. The right. nerdiest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good number. Right. <laughs> uh, let's jump up a little bit further. 10 to the 90th is how many medium-sized grains of sand it would take to pack the universe full. <laughs> the observable universe full of sand. It's full of sand. 10 to the 90th. And that doesn't... Looking at 10 to the 90th doesn't feel that big. Looking at an exponential floor. Right. And, and and then you think, too, on and then you go on the other complete opposite side... If you were to pack the the universe, is that what it was? Uh-huh. <laughs> the universe full of sand, there's no way that Graham's number is that much bigger. You know what I'm saying? That seems like right. such an insane amount. Right. That how can it be that much bigger? But 10 to the 90th is nothing. <laughs> it's <to> Graham's. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple other numbers you may have heard of are the Google, which yep. is 
10 to the 100th. That is where Google got its name, yes. Really? Uh, and the Googleplex, which is their headquarters, is named after the Googleplex, which we'll get to in a second. Wow. So a Google is the number of grains of sand that could fit in the universe times 10 billion. Okay, it's 10 to the 100th. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so picture the entire universe packed with sand, and then you... Within each of those grains of sand, you're looking at the Planck volume or whatever. Okay. That's how many... So so within each grain of sand that you could see with your eye, there are like 10 billion smaller grains of sand huh. filling the entire universe. That's a Google. That's a lot. Um, 10 to the 185th. That is Graham's number. Nope. No. <laughs> Not even Not close. Even close. Um. <laughs> So sticking with the Planck volume, which is like the, the smallest volume I've ever heard of discussed in science. How many of these smallest things could you fit in the very biggest thing, the observable universe? That is 10 to the 185th, right? Boom. Boom. Without being able to go smaller or bigger on either end, we've reached the largest number uh, where, where the physical world can be used to visualize it. All right. So... We've used this, yeah. So the, the smallest, the smallest thing, number, the smallest thing, and the largest thing packed into the biggest is thing. Ten to the hundred eighty-fifth. That is, after this, we cannot compare it. That's right. To a physical thing. Okay, now which makes it hard. <laughs> a Googleplex mm-hmm. is ten to the Google, so you would have to fill the universe with completely with sand, get a pen and write ten billion zeros on each grain of sand, then you would have successfully written down the number of Googleplex. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, so let's go back. Correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but is Google... I know you said some other random number about avocados, but is Google the first number of these type that is not named? And we go million, quadrillion, quintillion, septillion, octillion, all that kind of stuff. We get to Google. Yeah. Where, what's Google? Where did that come from? Is that it's, just a, it's from a dude. And he so let is, his son is, name it. Do you have any idea? <laughs> really? Yeah, seriously. He was like, nice. hey, kid, you want to name this number that I've got? And Google. he was like, hey, Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. There you go. So do you think that is the, the first non-alien? Maybe so. I don't know. I know that I, I know that it goes up to a centillion. Yeah. But I'm not sure exactly hmm. what, that, what that is. I think so. it's 10 with 100 zeros. Just just here's some perspective on, on okay. a Googleplex. Okay. okay. Um, the total possible quantum states that could occur in the space occupied by a human, all right? Uh, every possible arrangement of atoms that could, A-T-O-M-S, that could yes. constitute <laughs> A-D-A-M atom, uh-huh. uh, is far less than a Googleplex. So if there were a universe with a volume of a Googleplex cubic meters, then every random probability suggests that there would be exact copies of you with essentially every combination that you could think of. So you with cat whiskers, but normal otherwise. You but one foot tall. Okay. Yeah. You, except for your thumb, <laughs> is the head of George Washington. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to hit the Napoleon part? No, I'm not going to hit that. <laughs> <laughs> Read the article. <laughs> I, I changed it up a little bit. Uh, so it's it's that vast that all of these ridiculous things happen guaranteed because of the sheer probability. Okay. And so here's what's here's what's interesting to me on are you done with that? Yep. Okay. Here's what's interesting <laughs> to me on the Google Plex is to be able to give give these comparisons, they unless they're just we're we're just trusting their scientific their their mathematical geniuses, they have to calculate those probabilities mm-hmm. in order to even compare them to the Google Plex. I still my mind is still like if it's that big like how do you how do we know it? Yeah, you know, it's just it's just this is one of the few things that and there's a lot of things I don't understand, but I can understand how people can understand right, it. Right, it blows this your mind how people like, even fathom. How is this even a number? Because yeah. we can't we can't even make it. So right, it's just, and we're not into Graham's number yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we're not even on the on the level. <laughs> so let's let's <laughs> break into that. Thing. Okay, so here we come, Graham. Why why does anybody even care about Graham's exactly? Number? Graham's number is, or was until very recently, uh, the largest number ever used in a serious mathematical proof. Okay. So you can come up with, we'll, we'll give you the tools necessary to come up with more arbitrarily huge numbers than Graham's number. Yeah. Okay? But 
this is the only one that's used in a serious okay. mathematical proof. Yeah. So <laughs> this is going to be real boring, and then we'll get into what Graham's number right, is. I'm go to the restroom. Yeah, please, please do. <laughs> Just take your time. Uh, there's a guy, Ronald Graham. Oh, is that Graham? Yeah. Graham guy. Uh, <laughs> who was working on this problem. Uh, the following problem. Connect each pair of geometric vertices of an n-dimensional hypercube to obtain a complete graph on two vertices. Color each of the edges of this graph either red or blue. I understand that. Mm -hmm. What is the smallest value of n for which every such coloring contains at least one single colored complete subgraph on four coplanar vertices? Well, the upper bound of the answer to that question is Graham's number. Now... We're going to get into math that you've never even understood before. And you still won't after this. And you still won't after this, but maybe a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so what we have to do, because exponents aren't powerful enough. Like, yes. you can't say a Google to the Google. Which, which is insane, because if you understand how impressive gro something growing exponentially is, right. it's insane to think that exponents, exponents can't handle it's, it. It's worthless, yeah. in fact. <laughs> so when you talk about math... You take a lot of things for granted, okay? Up to exponents, it's just something that you kind of learned in school. Yeah. So, but there are various operation levels, and we're going to scale up above exponents, and that's what we'll use to explain Graham's number. Okay. So operation level zero would be counting. Okay. If I want to go from three to seven, I go three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Okay? With operation level one, or addition, you can skip over that. I can say three plus four equals seven. Okay. So the plus annotates... Level one, yeah. adding. Yep. Level two, multiplication. So three times three, okay, yep. would be three, you know, plus three, plus three. Yeah. Um, and that's level two, okay, okay, denoted by an X or a dot <laughs> or whatever. Then you get what we're all familiar with, which is exponentiation, yep. which is usually symboled by the caret, okay, and it means a number times itself a certain number of times. Yes. So instead of three times three times three, I would yep. say three to the third. Yeah. And all these levels were created or uh, I guess you wouldn't say created, uh, discovered or created. No, I guess math. I guess utilized, you know. Yeah, because math is Math is, is something true. that's like out there. Yeah, but anyways, um to make things obviously easier, quicker, cuz if you, you know, 12 to the 23rd power is going to take a long time for you to level 0. Right. You know, at least 30 seconds. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um all right, so we're all pretty familiar with exponents. Yep. And I think that operation level four, which is called tetration, is pretty easy to understand. So it's called a power tower. If I were to have <laughs> three to the three to the three, then it would compress down. So I would do the top level first. It would go, okay. it would become three to the ninth. Okay. All right. Yep. So you get those powers stacked on top of each other. Okay. So two to the Four or two to the two to the two is sixteen, but okay. it starts getting real crazy real fast because <laughs> three to the three to the three to the three, which is you know three stacked on top of itself uh -huh. four times, is a number three point six trillion digits Digit. <laughs> long. Not three point six trillion. That's 3. right. Three point six trillion. So, long. so as we're talking about this, yeah. we're going to be talking about the length of the number. Okay. But a million is seven digits, right? Yes. One, zero, yeah. zero, 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 zero. But a million things is, you know, a million individual dots. Okay. Everything we're going to talk <sighs> about from here on is the length of the number. Okay. Which yep. is then many, which, know. Which that is hilarious to me because two to the two to the two is 16. Uh-huh. Three to the three to the three to the three is a 3.6 trillion digit number. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. So so remember how big 10 to the 185th was? That's if you took the smallest unit, the Planck volume, yeah. and packed the universe full. That's yes. how many Planck volumes you would have, 10 okay. to the 185th. All it takes using tetration, this fourth level operation, is a power tower of three stacked four high. Three okay. to the three to the three to the three to dwarf that number. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the notation for this is basically starting at exponentiation, you get an up arrow for each level. So three up okay. arrow four yep. it would be three to the fourth in our yep. regular yep. understanding. 
three double arrow four would be tetration. Okay. Three to the four to the four to the four. Okay. Shall we move on? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Operation level five <coughs> is pentation or three double up arrows. Okay. We should have we should have had somebody at the at the beginning. Of this. We should have said you should print off this article to follow along with us. Yes, please look at this. It's so good. We're <laughs> yeah. stealing heavily from what was uh-huh. it? Keith Urban, Tim Urban, yep. some guy. Oh, it's, it's Urban, Mr. Urban. We appreciate it, Mr. Urban. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we will send to you Urban's number of viewers <laughs> for your website. <laughs> yeah. So, Tetration Operation Level Five. Yep. You have. A string of these power towers standing next to each other, okay, all using the same base number. The thing that differs is the height. So the first tower's height uh, is the same as the base number. You process that tower down to its full outcome, and that outcome becomes the height of the next tower. So if I were to write three to the three to the three to the three, Uh as long as I could, that's what we have with pentation, basically. So three pentated to the fourth level is a stack of threes that written in normal handwriting uh-huh. would reach the sun okay. when we were writing the notation yes. of the stack of exponents. Which is equal somewhat to the United States debt? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Something. Uh, so, yeah. And then you go up yet another level, okay? Okay. So, so by the way, uh, that pentation... Yeah. That stack of threes that reaches the sun, uh, that actually feeds the next one. Okay? okay. So so instead of having that height, you have that many number of towers next to each other okay. that feed each other. Nice, yes. And that is hexation, or four up arrows. Okay. Okay? Yep. Which... It's it's already mind-boggling. Okay, uh-huh. you've you've not only exceeded, but you've dwarfed the number of Planck volumes in the yeah. entire universe. Yeah. It's which, ridiculously which, which above. A few minutes ago, we thought was completely yeah. We were like, wow, that's really big. <laughs> now it's nothing. Yeah, so it's exponents, nothing. you, well, you can't fun. get there with exponents. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Graham's <laughs> Graham's number is a term that's like we said earlier, g to the g sub sixty-four. Okay. So what's g one? Well, G1 is three hexation, okay, uh-huh. uh, three. Okay. So, like, the length of this reaches the sun, uh-huh. and then you have that many... Stack next to each other. Stack next to each yeah. other. Yeah. So, okay. you're already tremendously huge. And that's that's G1. That's G sub one. Yeah. And Graham's number is G sub 64. So, so what's the difference between <laughs> one and 64? Well, let's let's break down what G sub 1 kind of looks like in some parlance. Okay. So let's call the final outcome and he's just going to give it names because okay. there's there's no notation that yes. makes sense. Yeah. So the tower of exponents that we have reaches the sun. Okay. Once you get like a meter down, it's bigger than we can possibly fathom. Okay? It's yeah. bigger than the Planck volumes in the universe. But it goes down 150 million more kilometers. So <laughs> let's call that multiplied out value insanity. Okay. All right. So he named the number insanity. We, we can't we can't comprehend even a few centimeters multiplied out. So 150 million kilometers multiplied out is going to be called insanity, and we'll live with that. Okay. okay? Sounds good. So, so g sub one is three. Let's see, pentation. Yes. Insanity. <laughs> That one's ridiculous, so uh-huh. we're going to call that one, no, I can't even. <laughs> uh, and that's G sub 1. Yes. Okay. Then, the final thing, I promise, we're, uh-huh. we're done So here. now we're going to G sub 4, after we're, I know, we're going, no, that's no right. I can't even. That's right. <laughs> so, for G2, you'll do the same thing as G1, yeah. except instead of four arrows... You're not going to walk us through G every number to 64. Oh, no, we're, we're about done. <laughs> instead of four arrows, there are no, I can't even arrows... Oh, gosh. So G sub 1, the number that we can't possibly comprehend, even comprehending, is the is number, number of, of arrows. arrows. So it packages... So we started at pentation you know, with three arrows, uh-huh. and that was unbelievable. And now I have no, I can't even. 
Number of arrows. That's right. Okay, good. That's right. Yeah. So it packages math itself. Okay. It's like, hey, you don't even have names for these operations because there's too, <laughs> there's too many, many of them to even comprehend. And that's G2. And that's G2. Good. You good. do that 64 more times, and you have Graham's number. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Uh, and that, that is equal... The amount of love I have for my wife. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, so, so Graham's number. It's, um, I don't know. What I, what I took from this is I really enjoy the higher like, yeah, level yeah. operations. That's really cool to me. Like the, the power tower, you know, you know three to the three to the three. That's cool. What's funny to me is like, I mean, I, I, I comprehend it actually better now to a certain degree. But I am actually surprisingly let down as we move through that. Because we would get to like the Google, and I was like, "God's a lot. That's awesome." <laughs> uh huh. And now I'm like, "The Google sucks." Yeah. You know? oh, it's sorry, just not that man. impressive anymore. So it's actually kind of funny how I just uh, you're impressed at every level, and then your impressedness is just dwarfed. Like you just can't even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. You're but I done. still, I still hold to. And and this just is my inability to comprehend it. What's what was the point of discovering? What yeah. what why? Like I, I I tried to Google that many times and I watched a number of videos on the whole <laughs> vertices thing, connecting them, and it just I was like, Okay, I understand I understand what you're showing me, but why? Yeah. Why why did you want to do that mathematical proof? <laughs> like I don't you know, it's it's cool, you know, maybe some people are like, Why do you want to fly RC planes? That's if that's just interest you but like to me to put that great a mind on it is that going to benefit human yeah. time yeah, i'm with you i don't know I'm i was just you. like what i i could not figure it out well congratulations to graham anyway yeah and so you know using that that knowledge toolkit that you have now <laughs> you could come up with even bigger stuff right you yeah. could say g sub 65 that's a gimme yeah or you could say g sub g <laughs> sub 64 or i'm gonna i'm gonna when it hits you so hard, you're gonna be knocked out for ten to the exponent <laughs> grams number. There you go, <laughs> sub grams number. Google grams, and there you have it. So we'll uh, we'll definitely post that article because we stole from it quite heavily, and it's oh, yeah. extremely interesting, or maybe not interesting, but at least mind-boggling. And if it's mind-boggling, it is interesting because only interesting things can boggle your mind. So next time your next time your son asks, you know, for something from the store, be like, okay, well maybe in Graham's number years. Yeah, you saw you have to save up Graham's number of pennies. There you go. <laughs> okay. And then tell him that he has to fill the observable universe with pennies, and he's not even started. And then that'll be his down payment. There that was go. down payment. That was down payment. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to a far more. Comprehensible, practical, practical, practical number. Practical, yeah. See, my brain is see, is broken uh, by this. My brain hurts now. Dunbar's number, and I promise you, people, this one makes you will be able to understand this because I can. We're leaving so you with you a can. sweet, sweet taste yeah. in your mouth. <laughs> so I originally was a, I, I, I believe the first time I heard the term Dunbar's number was in a Joe Rogan podcast. And he just offhandedly mentioned it about some random thing and moved on. And I thought, <laughs> hey, wait, what's that? Dunbar's number. And I looked it up. And the more I've looked it up, it actually becomes um, a, a pretty fascinating thing to me that I feel could be applied in a lot of situations. So let's just, uh, I'll just, I'll hit, um, <clears throat> I'll hit what it means, real basic, and then we'll go from there. Um, I have a, I have a, actually have a, I printed off the transcript from a, a podcast called Social Science Bites. And it was a, it was a interview with um, Robin Dunbar. Nice. Who is, you know, Dunbar. We should have got Graham and Dunbar for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you never know. I mean, like, they're super insanely smart people in, in, in their own circles, well-known. But I'd also Let's imagine, be honest. These guys have no life. Yeah, I, mean, I would also <laughs> imagine they're just professors. Like, they probably, we probably actually could have yeah. maybe gotten these guys on here. Next or time. Or at least an email to us. Next time. <laughs> Next time we talk about, we're not going to talk about Graham. <laughs> um. So what he said, he said basically on Dunbar's number, the number of people you can have a meaningful relationship with. Um, And that's basically it. 
Huh. It, it, and the number is 150. It's just not very big. <laughs> yeah, it's 150. I'm, that's a real letdown. We should have done this one first because now we're going to 150. <laughs> I can have a relationship with a Google. <laughs> I, can, yeah, I can write that number yeah. in the observable universe. Come on. Um, but his the number is 150, which he says is you know the, the number of people you can have a meaningful relationship with. He says basically it is the number of um, juggling balls you can keep in the air at the same time as far mm-hmm. as social relationships. Mm-hmm. Um it says here, this is quoting from their, their interview, but those who would be in the inner, um, it's the people in your inner core, uh, see week by week, and the people maybe you would send a Christmas card to, um, the you make an effort to contact at least once a year. All right. that kind of okay. comes up to okay. about 150. Um, so let's just, I don't really know where exactly where to jump into this one. Another another definition of it was a suggested cognitive limit to the number of people with whom you can maintain a stable social relationship with yeah so let's attack that a little bit because so they said it was a cognitive limit (laughs) and that uh social structure kind of is built around you know you know in in apes it's less than humans okay so i'm gonna go there right now because in the interview he touched on that which i found i found really interesting because i kind of he kind of compared it to uh you know other other animals and what they are capable of and i found i i dug into that and i found out what they were talking about which was called like first order mindset or second order mindset and things like that and basically um, most animals are operating and i'm quoting here most animals are operating on what's referred to as first order intentionality so they understand their own mind most animals can understand themselves they do not think about what you're thinking about Mm -hmm. most animals can comprehend um what the 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 first level, the first order. Some great apes can probably do second order. Okay, so, so they, they apes, read emotion, they read... Yeah, they okay. can understand, which which was what I read was, they can understand what one other, you know, one other person can understand. So there's two there. That's the second order. Okay. Um, th- these numbers directly correspond to how many people are involved in mm-hmm. it. So first order is just yourself, second is two. Um, your average adult um, is can be about fifth order. And what that, what that does though is I can understand what you think about the third person, about what they think about the fourth person, and what they wow. think about the fifth. And our minds, you know, three, four, five. So the average human can comprehend to the, the third, fourth, or fifth order. Okay. On that. So it's like degrees of separation, then mm-hmm. something. Like, okay. Now that so and that's not leading into a weekend. You know, um, Dunbar's number is the 150th order, but that's just kind of showing the idea of what these relationships are. Um, so you can fully, okay. So that means that the number of people you maintain constant contact with, you know, that you see yeah. week in and week out are much less than that. Yeah. Uh, and you understand their connections to up to 150 other people. Yeah. Basically. Um, and, and, and somebody referenced that is, is Dunbar's number is, is, is for the most part, Everybody in there, or you can understand the connections between everybody in there, and it's just it's gotcha. just kind of a, a relative term of how many people you can really maintain that relationship with. Okay. Um. This this I there's a there's a lot of research out there, and I think it's become more popular recently. Of, um, <coughs> people like to poo poo stuff. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of blogs of people like ah, I have three thousand Facebook friends, and I can contact <laughs> right. any one of them. One lady's blog I read was like, "I maintain relationships with over eleven thousand people online." Yeah, I bet. And I'm just like, "You're you're number one. You don't have to disprove this stuff. Like, why are you so <laughs> interested in disproving Dunbar's number?" Uh-huh. And then I'm just like, "What? You don't understand what they're talking about, right? right? You do not keep that because um, we're talking about our brains." Ability to maintain that isn't sure, possible. Sure. So they just don't understand what he's talking about. So um, I read one blog, and I think I wrote it down here. At least his name, um, Rick Lax. I don't know if that's his real name or not. But he did a blog <laughs> post which was fantastic. Maybe we'll try to find it and put it in the show notes because it was hilarious. Because he said he run about he read about Dunbar Dunbar's number and he thought it was totally bull. So he's like, I'm gonna prove this number wrong. So he gets on Facebook and he has like 2,000 friends. He's like, I'm gonna maintain contact with these people. He said he started in alphabetical order and started sending messages <laughs> to every person. And it was it's hilarious because he's like, by the middle of the A's, he's like, I went from you know paragraph messages to just being like, hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. And then by the while. middle of the B's, you know, he had like 20 people be like. I think you sent this to me on a mistake. And he's getting people who don't even know who he is. Uh-huh. And he didn't even make it close to all the way through, and he gave up. He was like, this is it's complete true. Yeah. I, I cannot maintain. See, okay, so 
there there's the <laughs> there's the cognitive limit, which you know they said is related to brain size and yeah. social structure and stuff. Uh, frankly, to me, I, it seems that there's just a time limit too. I mean, yes. so so the depth of the relationship, if you you could go on there and say, hey, what's up to everybody on your Facebook friends list, yeah. probably yeah. you know once a month or something. Yeah. But could you actually maintain some level of depth, intimacy yeah. with that many no. people? I think that's what this really touches on. Yes. Um, and, you know, there. I think that that's what it maybe fails to take into account is the depth. Because you can probably have, you know, I have the level of relationship with my wife, with one person on yeah, the planet. that's true. One and I'll kind of touch on that, too, because even the 150 is, is definitely a, it's a depth thing. Because it, it's not... You don't have a that, the relationship you have with even your best friends with 150. Right. It's kind of an interesting level of you. You know them well. You kind of understand. You you know their place in life and what's going on. Basic stuff. Yeah. It's interesting, but why? Who cares? You know what? What's what's why does Dunbar's number matter? And what he talks about are some some pretty. He goes into those layers, and so he says like your innermost layer. He says it goes in multiplying times three. So your, your innermost layer is like you know, it's like five people. Okay. Like those are the people that you are just like, you really are close to. Yeah. See, I can, then, I, this is getting to where it's yeah. practical for me. And yeah. so, and then you go three times that. And so you're hitting like 15. And, um, and those are your number of, uh, you know, best friends. Right. And then you go three times that. So you're hitting like 50. And those are your number of, um, let me see if I can say it here. People you might think as of, of good friends. Yes. And then you go to 150, which are your friends. And that's your Dunbar's number. Well, what he goes to is, and he relates it to the military too, which the military is like set up this way. Um, they have squads, which are like, and I'm if, if there's any military people listening, I understand I'm kind of generalizing numbers here. Squads are five people. Platoons are 15 to 50. Companies are 150. But battalions are 500. Brigades are 5,000. Divisions are 15,000. It's always that three times gotcha. three number. Interesting. So it's, um, so he applies it that way as, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's proven whether you agree with what the military is doing it for the most part, or the military itself runs pretty well. Right. Um, that's a good system and it's proven and it's, I don't know if it was based off of Dunbar's number or if, you know, I'm, I'm or if that's just kind of a proof, it's just kind of how you know. it worked through it. Um, but he applies it to a lot of places like, um, team sports. Mm-hmm. You know your your team. You've got tight closeness tight, with fifteen uh-huh. people. You know that's your and that's then, your soccer team. Yeah, or... um, size of juries, size of almost any inner cabinet for governments. You know uh-huh. they're all around twelve to fifteen. I so have to say, I have close. to say this on the sports too. Uh, you know one of the things that I studied in a lot of business stuff is um, which sports are the most interdependent. Okay? Yeah. So you depend on the other person. You know, so there's solo sports like tennis where you, yeah. you don't at all. And then there's sports like baseball where you're on a team. Uh, you might depend on those people, but, you know, it's one batter at a time. Yeah. And then usually one okay. fielder at a time. Basketball is the most interdependent sport. And so a lot of business team principles uh-huh. are related to basketball on that basis yeah. because it's the highest level of interdependence. Yeah. Five, five people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and, – and he applies this. It doesn't go a lot into this, but you can you can just play this out with companies. If you have a huge company, you've got to break it down to the smaller, if you want to be productive, if yes. you want your teams to work well. If we have a team of, of 23 people or 30 people, that's hard to really, really work well with everybody. Sure. So you break it down to smaller sections, and then, and then they have a leader who works with a larger section, and, and those leaders are within a maintain a certain yes. amount. And so it's, yeah, and so I can see, too, that you know as you go <laughs> up these scales, it's, it's possible for one person to – you know, if you're a small business owner or something, yep. it's it's probably possible for one person to maintain some level of contact and familiarity with yeah. 150 employees. Yeah. But as soon as it gets beyond that, uh, you're probably losing track of somebody. Well, and that's man, you are just you are you don't even have this article, and you're leading me into so much stuff. So, I love it, Adam. <laughs> it's because you're a tier one friend. Oh, tier one, <laughs> yes. I'm I'm your five. It's like that goes into like um. Your MySpace top six, <laughs> or or the the my my. Family plans for you know whatever cell phone. Oh, you're my. Oh yeah. You can pick the ten people that you always get free calls to. There you go. There. Anyways, okay. So um, <laughs> they asked. They kind of got into where this came from. Like, where did this start? Because you know they believe it's 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 like ingrained. It's a universal idea. Sure. Um, whether you believe in uh, creation or or evolution, it doesn't matter because either way, got us to the point of where there's a lot less humans at one point. Right. Okay. And they were saying that you know there's there's two big theories on this. One is that. Um, it was a, a defensive thing. 
obviously one person could be robbed and killed and stuff. But you the have community, yeah. you have more people, so you get up to 150 people because they they looked at a lot of history and a lot of tribes and cities in England and all these places, and they they averaged around 150. Hmm. I, um, I assume that beyond 150, you have people that are on the fringe that are causing trouble or. <coughs> Are kind of social outliers. Okay, just wait. All so, right, dude. All so right. So <laughs> one of them is um is defensive, and the other one is is about trading relationships. So you know if if you know if if you're by yourself, you can only make so much food. But if you have you know 150 people, mm-hmm. you have people with different abilities. But the, what he says is um, and then what in response to that, the the interviewer says when in that case, if it's defensive or trading, wouldn't it be better to have larger numbers? 150 is a good number to defend yourself. But 5,000 is better. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, once you cross that 150, it has severe costs and brain power to deal with it. One person can somewhat maintain those 150 people. Once you get to 500, you're going to have to start forming, you know, whole groups of people that their only ability, their only, their only job is to control smaller groups of people. That's right. The management of it becomes very hard. Um, I believe when I, when, you know, something else I was reading is it was if there's 150 people and Tom's being an idiot, everybody knows Tom. And everybody's like, Tom, <laughs> get out of here or get leave. We all Tom. know him. But when you, in my mind, what happens with once you go past 150, once you go past that number, you know, you start, we can't just, our 150 group town can't just deal with Tom. Now we have five thousand, and so now we have to get like maybe like a police system. They don't personally know these people, right. and they can't. That are broader. You know, mm-hmm. anybody in that one hundred fifty person town can just go sit down with them and say, you know, "Stop doing this." Yeah. But once we get too big, we don't have that personal connection. You need you need institutions. Now we need, now we need yeah. prisons, and now we need, and so it's 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 definitely interesting, um, that how that number is kind of that magic huh. number that once it crosses it. Now, before people get all like, "Well, I, I bet I could have one fifty one." And they talk about that, you know, is, is <laughs> right. brain size able to, yeah, the actual number, I believe, was like 120 to 250. It's a little more sure. broad. You're looking so, yes. at an order of magnitude kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> 150 is the one that was referred to And that probably lot. is person to person, yeah. and again, yeah. depth yes, uh, of those exactly. relationships, you know, because I can maintain decent with 250 yeah, or yeah, a little better yeah. with 150. Well, and it, this just brought up so many things in my mind because I teach, and so I have 25 kids a year. And I, I know those kids well. Mm-hmm. Are those kids infringing on my ability to have more friends? Because you know what I'm saying. Because I have to, I have to have such a close personal relationship. Right. That's 25 out of my 150. Right. Well, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of what you do at work, whether it's teaching or yeah, you, you what, have just whether you with, have peers, mm-hmm. those are connections that you don't choose. Yes. Uh, and that take up a huge yeah. bulk of your energy and time because you spend, you know, half of your waking hours <laughs> doing yeah. your work stuff. And I think if people are honest with themselves, um, over the last, you know, think about the last 15 years. Who is your best friend 15 years ago and what it is now? Right. And it's not that you think, okay, God, I just met this guy and he's totally awesome. I'm going to have to defriend in real life somebody. <laughs> right. But you don't. You, you, your, mind, your, mental, your, men, your mental power starts going to a different person. That's right. Well, and, and, and just, we've, we've talked about this personally and yeah. just how um, – those things change over time and yeah. priorities align with different people or interests align with different people and yep. it's a constant shift. And I can definitely look back and see, you know, this uh-huh. is my pile of friends and mm-hmm. what we had in common. And this is then my following pile yeah. of friends and what we had in common. Yeah. And it's interesting how it, it does shift that way naturally. So, yeah, you know, I what I find spe- specifically interesting about this is why why it's not used more. It's obvious that it was ingrained as, as humans. Um, it's it's obvious that it works well with military, and it's worked well, and it's it comes up so many times in history. Why don't more companies um, capitalize on that, or in schools? Why aren't schools set up a little differently to capitalize on our right. ability to connect? You know, if I have twenty five kids and I'm supposed to be giving like really good personalized education to them, obviously, and and this is just a dumb fact, but obviously it'd be better if I had 15. Right. And that's obvious, and that's one of the biggest issues right now in education is class size. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense with all this, because I'm al- it's almost getting to the point to where my mind is incapable of going to the depth that I need to. Sure. So And so you need to gear institutions, whether it's class size or yeah. team size uh-huh. or whatever. And, and like our, my, my elementary school has 700 kids in it. What if schools were limited at 150? Every kid in that building would know each other, and there'd right. be a lot more accountability right. and a lot more 
community. You know, and it would just it would huh. it would definitely be you know it's just interesting to think if we if we schedule things around this more, what would happen? Interesting. So, well, Adam, yeah. my uh, my assignment is oh. going to be, and I'll do it myself too. Is okay. going to be to list like my first your, your, two tiers, your, your fives. And yeah, your my five and my your... fifteen. Huh. Yeah. I, am I? Should I feel bad if I'm not in your five? Oh, buddy, <laughs> you're number you're number one. Really? I hope my wife doesn't listen. <laughs> Crap, she does. <laughs> okay, this will be a test. <laughs> so that's it for Dunbar's number. I found it fascinating. That's I a really find, good one. So yeah. we talked about one that's totally theoretical <laughs> and impractical in every sense, and, and one, one that's complete. really practical. And I again, think. I I found it fascinating on so levels. I I found it hilarious how many people are out to disprove it, to prove yeah. that you can have a relationship with more people. I'm just like, why? And I and they don't have a lot of research on Facebook, but I, I assume most intelligent or semi-intelligent people realize that having a thousand Facebook friends does not mean right. you actually have that connection. Right. So <laughs> I find it interesting, uh, you know, major life events on Facebook. So, you know, we yes. announced the, that we were pregnant yeah. and going to have a yeah. son. Yeah. And I don't remember how many likes we got because yeah. I I know so uh, I probably have six hundred or so Facebook yeah. friends yeah. and most of those people I would recognize on the street. In fact, I have a policy that if I see somebody <coughs> who I'm friends with on Facebook in real life, yeah. I say hi to him because otherwise I you know why am I friends with him? Okay, can I stop you there and hit a number? Yeah. Um. So uh, when you know how we multiply times three, it says um uh, we went up. It says, you know, one is once you get to 500, that's how many you might think of as acquaintances. Right. Um, and then once you get to 1500, um, that's that's basically the number of faces you can put names to, which I found interesting. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Like um, gut feeling. I, I couldn't put faces to 1500 people, but but maybe yeah. when you think bet, about celebrities and all these different people, you know, just based off of. That's just putting names there to faces. There you go. That's that's that's, all to, th- that's a reason to not occupy your space with what Brad Pitt looks like. Exactly. Because you forgot your mother's face. Oh crap! <laughs> I think she's blonde. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's it's good. Yeah. I think we're we're at the end here. Long podcast. You no, know, if we could go, if we go a little bit longer, we could hit an hour. Graham's number number <laughs> of seconds. <laughs> go ahead and end this off, Travis, by counting to a million. One, two. <laughs> Skip yeah. a few. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, go Google something. All right. And I'll just go <laughs> assume the fetal position and think about, about. tetration for a while. <laughs> I'm going to go tetrate. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a pretty steamy term. <laughs> yeah, all these are. All right. Episode 14, out of the way. Finished. Episode Google, coming right up. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get 2,000 in the next 80 years and then a Google. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll we'll record more exponentially. Sounds good to me. All right, take us out, Travis. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Visit our website, selfproclaimedintellectuals.com. Like, subscribe, rate, all the things. Give give us ideas. Send us things. Talk to us. We we love you. <laughs> <laughs> we want you. We want you in our 150 people. <laughs> <laughs> I want you in my top five. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. So we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Big bubble, big bubble, bubble to the one, bubble to the Google.